Hey Max, what's up? How are you? I'm doing good. Uh, you look tired like me. Uh, well, I just kind of woke up, but I'm ready to go have fun tonight. So. Oh, are we doing? <laughs> are we doing? Are we gonna sit around bonfires and try to fix the world tonight? Like, like No, my friend. My friend has her birthday, so we're going to a bar and gonna have some fun. Very nice. Very nice. Well, anyway, um. This is episode number 147. We have a race to talk about. I think we should drop that intro intro and get on with it. What about you? Yeah, let's do it. Nitro is the glory. Welcome to the No Name RC Podcast with your hosts tonight, Keenan White, a.k.a. Lefty the Great. And if you are unlucky, the Finnish village idiot, JQ. This is the RC Podcast with no name, but plenty of content. So sit back, relax and get ready for some serious bench racing. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Nitro's the glory, but E-Buggy pays the bills. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode number 147, the No Name RC Podcast, 308 from 150. Got my boy, Max Mort, over there. You know what, Max? Next year, I'm going to get your own intro. We're going to get an intro if you, just yeah. for you, you know, because it looks like you're going to be a permanent <laughs> fixture of this. We're gonna, you're not going to be the village affiliated. You're going to be Arrogant Max, because that's your new name, Arrogant Max. <laughs> yeah, I hope I hope people don't take it too, too seriously. They they get what's it, what's behind it. Yeah, Max has a and new... And I'm re- actually a really nice guy. It's just uh, I have a low tolerance for stupidity. <laughs> embrace it, embrace it. He, he even has his own, <laughs> he even has his own uh, channel and category on the new NNRC Discord called Ask Arrogant Max. Yeah. Uh, you just gotta you gotta embrace it, man. I don't you know just because you are arrogant, but in a yeah. good way, you know. Uh, but also yeah. you can you know like we've had our run-ins like where I've wanted to just smash you into bits, but you know you're still my buddy. It's like <laughs> big brother, little brother. Uh, you know what, man? Uh, we're just having a quick podcast this week uh, to talk about the U.S. Open. So I'm just gonna we're just you know say our thank yous and all that stuff, and we're gonna get right into it. So I just want to say. Shout out and say thank you to all of the NNRC squad around the world. We guys can't do it without you. I know episode number 146 is late. And as I'm recording this, I'm still not finished because I'm waiting for JQ. Right? I'm still waiting to finish 20 minutes of the podcast. And I'm waiting. This is episode 146 has officially turned into the longest drawn out podcast. Not long as in time, but to do. It's, I've been trying to do it for five days. But that's what happens when JQ starts traveling. So yeah, but it's he has reached po- new levels. I know, but it's good. It's good, and it's all about buggy land. So check that out uh, if you're if you're just watching this. And um, actually, the guest on there is Craig Dre- Craig Drescher, and it was a great talk with him. A, a lot of respect for him, Max. Um, he spoke highly of you as well, so that's good. And he likes your new nick- nickname. So. Shout out to the NNRC squad. We greatly appreciate it. And shout out to the patrons of the NNRC. We can't do it without you guys. Uh, if you wish to be a patron on the podcast, that money goes to helping us do things like, you know, we're going to do, like I'm going to do a Patreon giveaway for Christmas. And 
I take some of that money and I put it back and get stuff so we guys can give something away for Christmas for the support that you've done. And just helps us go to, helps me get, if I need, need new equipment or anything like that, it helps me do it. So if you wish to be a patron, please, in the bottom, I mean, in the written description of this podcast, there's a link for that. Also, remember everybody, we have sponsors and, uh, you know, supporting, sharing the sponsors some love, shows the podcast some love. So, Please, if you can, show these awesome companies some love. And they are Mayako. I know everybody is waiting for it. I actually think one of the reasons why JQ was late or missed me yesterday of this was because of, you know, I think he might actually have, I don't know. I'm not going to say anything. I'm going to leave it at that. Anyway, um, shout out to Mayako. Shout out to BeachRC. Longtime supporter of the podcast. Love Brent Lucas and all those guys. TNR Fuels. High Tech RCD, Techno RC, Lugs Racing Tires, JQ Racing or JQ Scale Motorsports as it's now called, Sun City RC Racer. We're going to be talking about them a lot because they had the US Open this past weekend. Uh, Donathan RC, Donathan RC Products. Get your charge cables from him. He has uh, Donathan Racing, Donathan RC. Awesome charge cables. We have a coupon code for that. You can check it out in the written description of this podcast. Shout out to Racecraft USA. We also have a code for them where you can save some money on one of their awesome command modules and all their products. Uh, don't forget Lugs RC. We also have a coupon code for that. Uh, shout out to Papa Willie's Traction Tonic. Longtime supporter of the podcast. I see uh, Scooter's got something new coming out. That's great. And we have a coupon code for that. So check that out. And uh, House of RC, of course, shout out to them. And um, they're an awesome app. And as co- of course, always a big supporter of the podcast is RCGP. I need to ask David when episode four is coming because November will be here shortly. The end of the year will be here. So shout out to them. And a quick shout out I want to say to uh, So Dialed so Dial app. I think you guys should get on this. It's really good. Check it out. And um, yeah, interesting. We, we, we opened up the NNRC Discord this week. I'm still learning it. The Barbarian has done a good job. Thank you to Ruin for setting that up. Uh, if you guys do want to join the NNRC uh, Discord, we're trying to create a small little community. It's just fun, you know. We it's not all RC on there, so uh, and if you have questions for the podcast or topics, or you know, want to maybe get some inside information like we do in the Patreon side, which is growing, then you can become a patron and check that side because there's a patron-only part of it as well. But I'm enjoying it. Discord is an awesome tool. I wish I would have paid attention maybe two years ago when my buddy Joseph Mador was telling me about it, and he was trying to show it to me as a, as a VRC user. And I just, you know me, like technology takes, sometimes it takes a long time to hammer it in my brain. And then Rowan was like, we got to do it. And we had it for almost a year now, and we finally activated it so check it out it's really cool yeah. and our uh, max is in there and he's geeking out in there yeah and yeah yeah thank you. i mean uh if, if yeah the sort of plan right now is just to get people in there get people talking get people using it and uh if there's like a channel like let's say some people want to talk about whatever they want to talk about we can add channels and like we already had add, added a lot of channels and if they get used a lot they'll stay if like no channels get any traffic we'll just like get rid of some mm-hmm. uh, so yeah if you want to like if you know your friends and you want to talk about something in rc that isn't doesn't have a channel yet uh, you can like say to me or rovin and we can add a channel for that yeah so, that'd be yeah. awesome but yeah, go go out there and, and sign up for it. It's it's like you just make an account and you just uh, click the link that's on on the NMRC Facebook. And that that way you join the server. 
Yeah, Rowan's is into it. He's done a good job with it. I want to thank the Barbarian for all his hard work. And of course, you, Max, for being involved in it. You guys are the young guys. You're all into that tech stuff. You know, I learned that later. Um, quick shout out before we go on. I want to uh, shout out first. I want to say happy birthday to a good friend of mine, young man. I, re- I have a lot. I really like this young man. Um, I, he just, I think he went 19. He's in, in university. And um, he's just, you know, he's kind of starting his journey just like you. I want to shout out to Ashton Abdul. It was his birthday this, uh, last week. And uh, really just one of the young kids, young not kids, young men that I've met in, in RC in my last few years that I really, really like him. Really nice. Very smart. And uh, I would just like him. And uh, uh, happy birthday to him. I feel like he's my nephew at some times. And uh, yeah, uh, happy birthday to him. And on some sad news for our uh, Canadian RC family up in Vancouver. They lost a stalwart in their community today or yesterday. Uh, I want to shout out to Cameron Wong of Go Go Hobbies, I believe they're called, in Vancouver. Uh, he passed away. He was he owned his uh, older hobby shop up there in the area, and I know a lot like Chuck, a lot of the um, Vancouver guys up there. He was like a stalwart, and it's it's sad to see. You know, it's uh, it's it's sad to see when anybody in our RC family passes away. So. Our condolences go to the, the the British Columbia RC community and Mr. Wong's family, and hopefully this hobby shop can live on through you guys. All right, uh, Max. So not a not a full podcast this week. <clears throat> Just uh, us doing a, a, a quick recap on the uh, the U.S. Open, which took place this past weekend at the beautiful Sun City RC Raceway. Uh, awesome facility. Awesome facility. It was. I, I like to consider this a medium-sized race. I mean, in terms of entries, even though we don't count, you know, we don't, I say we don't count entries as making a good race. It is not a, <clears throat> not a race that attracts, it's not a race meant for, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry. It's not a race meant for extremely high entries like many other races mm-hmm. in, um, in that we have in America. It's run in IFMAR style format, which I really enjoy. And they actually have some payouts and an overall champion. So it it doesn't really get this big entrance, but it gets it gets I think I think they got enough people to be a top twenty five racer. I mean, so it's it's a good race. We're yeah, talk, it should be for sure. Yeah, and yeah. we're gonna talk about it real quick. But um, Max wanted to bring up something. Oh, no, actually, let's catch up with you, man. What have you been up to besides school? How's university life going for you? Well, pretty much only school. Uh, I've I've hung out hung out with my friends obviously and all that, but uh, not not much in RC terms. Uh, I've been following racing obviously and and doing the podcast, but apart from that, just counting mathematics and physics. So that's oh. been my sort of yeah. I don't <laughs> even like that stuff. Or whatever. Like yeah, I hate math and physics. I mean, I can understand it, but yeah, that was just not my strong points in school, as you can tell. Uh, but I guess when you want to be an engineer, did you have strong points in school? Yeah, history, very strong in history. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, that's that good. Because I really enjoy that. But anything else, it wasn't uh, probably. Uh, yeah, that's history. Yeah, that's what I really enjoyed. Um, <clears throat> story, see, storytelling. That's why I like it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. But hey, that's what you got to do if you want to be an engineer, math, physics. That's all shit you need. So. Yeah. Yeah. Getting, yeah. Exactly. Your hair is just getting really wild, there, Max. Really wild. Yeah, I'm. I'm going full Jesus. That's that's been my goal now. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. I wonder what your buddy Hyperfox two point one has to say about this on Instagram. He he asked the question in last week's podcast, and he brought up your name, asking about JQ. He calls you Loudmouth Max. <laughs> I don't know who <laughs> well, that that's guy pretty is. Pretty much just arrogant Max. Uh, yeah, but, uh, you got quite words. a few nicknames, but I don't know who that dude is. But he 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 asked some funny questions, yeah. and he um he put he gives he he talks some shit about you, but that's fine. You know, that's all part of yeah. It's all good. Um. Yeah. Nothing much for me, man. Uh, I'm just I'm just grinding away, you know. We're here coming up on three years, I think, in November. I thought it was October, but it's actually November. I can't remember the exact date that we released our first podcast three years ago. So just like, yeah, kind of in that. Uh, lots of silly season stuff getting thrown at me. You know, everybody's, you know, that type of, type of year is starting to kick up. So probably going to get busy. I'm starting to hear a lot of things, so... It's going to be, into, I think we're going to see a lot of moves this year. I think we're going to see. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd imagine we will. And obviously, I think something that will happen is team will sort of prioritize. Almost all brands have raised prices due to increase like uh, manufacturing cost and that in China uh, due to like COVID and all. Yep. So I think like teams will need to start cutting budgets and see what they can do. And obviously that means uh, for an exciting silly season. I, yeah, I, I mean, I, like I said, I'm already like one of the. And it's gonna be Worlds here next year. Yes, it's gonna be Worlds finally. So I think, I I think next year is. I hope at least that next year is gonna be really good for racing in RC, and RCGP most likely will be back. Yep. All that stuff. So next year it could be one of the best years for RC or one of the worst. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, but something at, will happen. That's for yes. sure. Yes, as of now, uh, talking to David, RCGP is a go. I think they're just. You know, working out the final details on everything. Yeah. Uh, great that we're going to be going to Radovan. I like, you know, I think there's a possibility I might be going to Europe three times next year. So I'm excited. Like, you know, just excited about that. Yeah. Now I've been to Europe, only been to England, which is part of, well, was part of Europe. Is England still, yeah. still part of Europe? Oh, it's, it's still part of Europe, not just the EU. Yeah, not part of Brexit. Oh, not part of the EU. Sorry. Uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm excited about that. I'm, ex I mean, and I'm excited about DNC, dude. I am, even though there's a lot more racing in between mm -hmm. that, I'm just excited because after watching Buggyland, well, not watching, but after, you know, the Buggyland race and seeing like the pace that those guys are at, and then talking to Joseph about it, and he was like, yeah, I think he says like, yeah, it's going to be on at DNC pretty much. I think yeah. I just can't wait because we haven't had that in two years and. Oof, yeah, that's gonna be sort of like the world's preview. Yep. So we get a, like a taste of it, and then like it's gonna all all be sort of uh, end up at Redavan and see who is the boss. So that's gonna be good, and it's good because like the DNC is American turf, and then Redavan is more European turf. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, like Spanish drivers will be strong, like Canas and Robert. But uh, apart from that, it's gonna be all to play for, really. I agree with you. I agree with you. Max, before we go on to talking about some items that you wanted to talk about, we're going to pay some bills. And as you guys know, this podcast is brought to you by Lugs Racing Tires. Lugs Racing has over 55 years of combined RC experience. They have been testing treads, wheels, and rubber for performance. They have their Lugs Econ tires, which are developed with racing budgets in mind. High quality with lower costs means savings that can be passed on to you, the racer. They have their premium uh, line of tires, the TQs and Protos, and they are used. They are made using Lugs custom molds and proprietary rubber compound. 
You can get Lugs tires. They are available in medium, soft, super soft, mega soft, and now long wear. You can go to www.lugsracing.com. Use the promo code NNRCLUGS in all caps, and you'll save, I think it's 25 or 30% off order. Maybe less than that. I'm not sure. Uh, but yeah, check them out. Thank you to Lugs for being on the podcast. Uh, I was talking to those guys the other day, uh, Bryce Beaver and those guys, and, uh, and Nibs, trying to get Nibs on her to talk about tire manufacturing. So we'll see if he comes on her and talks about it. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, so... You wanted to touch on something real quick. We don't have, like, we're not doing a structured podcast, no news and all that type of stuff. But something that we both kind of saw last night, like, blew my freaking mind. Like, honestly, blew my mind. <laughs> and um, I actually, it actually took the the guy showing a video of this to explain it to me, what, what it was. Because I knew what it was, but I just couldn't picture it in my brain, which usually happens to me, you know. I'm a visual yeah. guy. <laughs> I have to see things work in order to understand how it works. I'm not like, you know, uh, Mr. Mr. JQ and you, Max. So this is from uh, Phil okay, Matthews. Yeah, you have a video. That's great. Well, this, I can bring up the video too. Yeah, this is actually, for everyone watching, he's actually a great guy at explaining a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. I think he's more focused in pan cars and on-road, but he's actually really sort of, he respects details and stuff, so mm -hmm. a big shout out to him. Phil Matthews, guys, up in uh, uh, up in Quebec, I think he's up in Canada. I'm not, yeah, I believe he's Somewhere in Quebec. In Canada. Yeah, he's Canada. in Quebec, I believe. Yeah, yeah, Known Phil for for a few years actually. But yeah, look at this, dude! It blew my mind. I was like, what? Because I I thought this is what I thought it was. I thought it was a trigger that went the opposite, like. Uh, horizontally and not vertically. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. wow, I for me, for me, dude, this is what. Honestly, I've for me as a person, I would like with my arm, with my hand, the way it is, and stuff like that. I, I had to readjust my driving style when I learned how to drive again after my accident, and I have to coast and range into a lot of corners because I can't get my throttle finger back to brake. This is obviously not my throttle mm -hmm. finger. Because the way the, the vertical thing is, like I would dr literally drive at the tip of my finger because I could I could only get so much back on brake. But this eliminates that. Like now I can just like curl like that. It's so much easier. Wow, this blew my I've never seen this. Like, but this brings up this brings <laughs> yeah, up some good design. stuff. We're starting to see people looking in other other directions for innovation and making RC and making RC better and more comfortable for people. Yeah. And, and KO KO has actually been pretty good with like innovation. They've tried a lot of different stuff. They sort of went to the wrong direction. Like at some point when Sanva sort of had more uh, uh, presence in the industry, mm -hmm. but like KO has actually been pretty good with innovation. And this is uh, this is nice to see something new. Can you actually play the video for oh, a bit yeah, so we can find it? Hold on. Like, when I start looking at stuff like this, I start thinking about... So the principle of the LDT throttle, as you can see, can you it see moves that? in this direction no, as opposed okay, no. to yeah, we're good. the, the, the normal me, vertical that we're looking at. So the principle of the LDT throttle, as you can see, it moves in this direction as opposed to the, the, the normal vertical that we're looking for. And the whole idea is that if I can put my, my wrist is upside down, so I might not do a good job. But the idea is that you pull in the normal function, 
that's neutral. But to break, I don't have to take my finger off the throttle to reach and grab, and I'm not pushing with my nail. So as so long as I keep the pad of my finger on, I, that's neutral, break, break, throttle. So the idea is that I don't have it fully set up yet. It comes with little pads to put on here so you get more traction because the, the plastic's a little slick. But I'm gonna keep working on getting that set up and that's the function. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing to me, amazing. Yeah, and one thing actually that's good about this is the fact that you could pretty much switch the whole lever system guys. and like to fit your finger about, um, so you could like develop uh like different types of those uh levers or uh sort of place you put your finger in mm -hmm. so you can have like five different ones and you can try which one fits you or you can 3d print the one that fits you and uh yeah so it's actually pretty good really? uh, i still want to show you like uh, my radio which is like the regular uh like sandva radio mm -hmm. So I've actually 3D printed this part and uh, I 3D printed like 10 different ones and then just tried which fit my finger. So now like, and it's like, I don't know if you can see it from here, but it's sort of like curved mm -hmm. on that uh, brake side. Yes. So now, now usually what I had to do is this was always, the gap was slightly too big for my finger because I have pretty small fingers. Right. So what I always had to do is when I went throttle, I would have to push up instead of like, I had to push up instead of pushing forward. So now when I'm with this one that fits my finger, I can actually, I can only keep my finger in there and I just push forward and back. And because it's curved, it doesn't sort of uh, uh, grip my finger too much and it gives just enough room for my finger to move, but it's still tight enough that uh, it doesn't have any, uh, sort of play in between. So that's one thing that I did this year uh, when I got my 3D printer. And uh, this actually is a huge deal. Like the feel you get with your radio is actually a bigger deal than people understand. And oftentimes when I drive other people's cars, it's like, holy shit, how do people drive like this? And I've also 3D printed the steering wheel, which mm. is a bigger size because I like a bigger wheel and you have more feel with this. So. It's, it's actually uh, a huge difference. Like to drive a car that doesn't have the exact throttle or steering feel uh, is so much more difficult if you don't have the feel in your radio either. Mm -hmm. When your radio feels good, you can sort of fix a lot of the issues you do with the, a lot of the issues that the car might have. So this actually makes your job so much easier. And like, I think this is one of the biggest gains I've made in the last year. Just like having the bigger steering wheel, I get more. It's actually quite a lot bigger. Mm -hmm. Like I can, I can like my hand is like almost open when I fit to it. And I have so much more range with it. Mm. And uh, same with the throttle. Now that I don't have to lift my finger or whatever, I just put it in there and it's, it's there. And it, it's like, it fits, it's made for my finger. So. The, the stuff like that is actually really important. And uh, for me, I'm fine with what I'm with now. I don't really I don't really need the system that KO has done. But for a lot of people, uh, their finger or their hand just doesn't fit to a regular radio. And uh, you might want to need that one. Also, one thing I want to point out is one thing I always hated about Sandva is the fact that the throttle is actually quite short. Like the brake is almost as, as, as long as mm -hmm. the throttle. 
And with the old KO radios, the throttle was like really, really long. So you have a lot better throttle control. You can like do this, like squeeze the throttle and you do like smaller increments at a time. So you can be much smoother in the throttle and you have more control. And that's one wish, uh, one thing I wish Sandva did to their radio, just make the throttle lever a lot longer. Because I can like, it's not like I couldn't squeeze more from this. I could easily squeeze more, it's just that it's it's here. So it's not a range issue for me, mm -hmm. but the issue is like now, every time I do a little tap, it's like, it's slightly too much always. Obviously right. I've gotten used to it over time, but I would wish they, they would change it to have a longer uh, pull. So you could do those really small taps and have more control in the throttle as well. It's funny you say that because uh, Tebow, remember Tebow ran KO for uh, forever, and then mm -hmm. at the beginning yeah. of this year he was running, I believe, Sanwa. Yeah, and I think I think I think I talked about this as well in the podcast when he switched. We I think you brought it up that yeah. Tebow switched back to KO, and I said I I'm pretty sure it's exactly this. The throttle is so much longer in mm -hmm. the KO radios because the way he drives is because. I, I do like I do weird things and I listen to throttle input when these guys drive and you can hear literally hear the my the minute like I, I can see his finger just minutely moving that little like you know yeah. not disturbing the car but and getting that, that traction yeah. and that's that's also one of the reasons why he was so strong at Neo because Neo is notorious for being very slippery mm -hmm. but it's still so smooth so you really can't have any tire slip and you need to maximize the grip you get on the tires. And almost all the time, people are running like very low threat tires. So every time you slip, you lose a lot of drive. Mm. So the fact that Tebow has that really uh, sensitive throttle finger and has that like feel with the KO radio that he has and developed for himself, that's a huge gain for him. Yes. Uh, drivers like, uh, let's say, I would say Ron Falk, uh, I would even say Mayfield, those guys, they don't have those fine throttle inputs. They're much more aggressive on the throttle, but they they pick lines before they go to, into a corner and they maintain speed that way. Whereas Tebow drives very sort of slow into corners and very sort of calm, and he maximizes the drive out of the corners. And Ongara is a lot of the times the same way. He drives a very slippy car. And if you listen or look at the videos that JQ posted on RCMX a few years back of Ongaro's throttle inputs, it's actually crazy how much he does with that. And it's not a coincidence that Tibo and Ongaro have won at Neo, mm -hmm. me at least. Yeah. Wow. Great, great analysis, Max. Great, great. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to touch on a little bit on radio before we go on onto other things. But this is the type of stuff that we that's been overlooked for so long in our industry. And now with everything now becoming ergonomic and maximize them like now that's obviously as mm -hmm. we learn more in life and how to maximize comfort and you know comfort the more comfortable you are the the more the the better you should be you know what i mean i think we're gonna yeah. see a lot more of these like going from just like that like see how you made those adjustments to your radio well there's other radio like all right i'm gonna like for instance i wanted to get people's gonna laugh at me maybe but i wanted to get the fly sky noble four which is their high-end radio for um at a, at a price of like 200 bucks right but the good thing yeah. about this is like you can it's it's like the you can to make it left hand or right hand you just touch a button and the, it switches over like that you can have the yeah. you can have the wheel her anywhere you want stuff like that and i think they just released a, another one but it's innovations like this little things like this that we don't even put to mind because a lot of people don't even realize mm -hmm. that their radio 
like radios wear out too. People don't realize that you can wear out a radio. Like you might buy, oh, I bought this radio, and he did, it then he got so much hours on it. But radios take abuse, and, it, and radios get to a point where they they yeah. they lose their center, and are not good. Or and not every radio is equal. You know what I mean? So, yeah. um, I think it's one of the most overlooked things in RC. And now with comp like Ko's always done things like this, but yeah. I think it even. I think we might even get to the point where you get te like tensioners and all that type of stuff involved. Like this, the sky's the limit with this stuff. Like you know what I mean. But this is where we're yeah. going to see technology and 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 things and and stuff like this improve. And you know, everybody thinks cars, 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 and chassis and this. But it's it's little things like this. And yeah. Once you like next thing you know, I can see people like, well, I set my radio up personally for me and anti weight this, and I adjusted the spring tensioners to this and. It's just something else for us to geek out on, but it's not geeking out because then you find exactly like look at you, like look at what you've done for your radio for to make it comfortable for mm -hmm. you. Yeah, so, and and like you can you can geek out a lot and stuff on the radio that doesn't really help you. You can put a weight thing or whatever, and sometimes the weight thing actually helps with the M17, for example. It's I, for me, it's very like top heavy because it's so light altogether. Mm. So like weight can be a thing and some aluminum, like the steering or whatever. But I think what you need to really maximize is the feel you get. So like, and to me, it's like the smaller increments, the better. So the more I turn, like it allows me to make more mistakes. The radio allows me to make mistakes when I'm turning on pulling the throttle when you have smaller increments. So it just makes my job easier and because the thing is in 10 scale, you might get away with it. It's five minutes. You might not make, you might make like five mistakes, the whole main, like minor ones. Mm -hmm. But when it's 45 minutes, you get tired, you lose focus or whatever. And that's where you make those mistakes. And the, every, anything you can do to minimize the positive possibility of those mistakes happening uh, and on track, instead of just being on the wheel and your car doesn't react too much to it. That's the, that's better. You're going to make less mistakes. You're going to keep more speed and, in the end, it's going to be better, even though it might not change anything in the five minutes. In the 45, it must do. I agree with you. I agree with you. All right. Uh, let us know what you guys think about radios. Are we onto something here? Do you think that's where we're going to see some more innovation? Do you think it's important? I do. Max does. Little things like that are constantly overlooked. All right, Max. Um, we're gonna we're gonna now we're gonna go on and talk about the the U.S. Open because we actually got to watch it and enjoy it. Uh, and that was held at the beautiful Sun City RC race race facility. So let's uh, pay some homage to them. Sun City RC Raceway, the home of El Paso's world famous motocross inspired eight scale off road track. The Showers family has over 20 years experience creating one of the premier tracks in the USA. Their world class facility has everything handicap accessibility, covered beds, skate starts, space for parking RVs, trailers, and lights for night racing. Follow STRC on Facebook under Sun City RC Raceway for Yes, thank you to the Showers family, Joey, Christian, and Corbin for their continued support of the podcast. A really great family that loves RC. They do this for the love of RC. They have created, I think, one of the best facilities in America. And um, hopefully we get to go there next March. Hopefully it sounds like RCGP might there. I'm not promising anything, but it sounds like it's going to be there. Um, 
All right, so we had the U.S. Open this past weekend. It's a race put on by Tim Lime. Now, the funny thing is I actually had recorded a promo for this with Tim Lime last week. But because we didn't get the other podcast done in time, I can't even I couldn't I can't even include it in the podcast. The other podcast. Yeah. So thank you, JQ, once again. Uh but yeah, he's put this on for, for six or seven years. He'd first did it, I think, at like Nitro Farm and stuff back in the day, and now it's moved to to the showers facility for I th- believe the last three years. This is this race, like I said, it's not one of the big big entry. Uh, races because it doesn't have sportsmen and and open and all that stuff. They race Ifmar style. They race one class of truggy, one class of e buggy. You know, it's 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 how racing used to be, and not everybody's into that. In fact, I saw some people complaining about it. Oh, that's why I don't go because I don't have a chance of winning and stuff like that. And that's why I was telling you like, it's not about runtime. It's about winning those trophies. But to each their own. I get it. There's in RC. There's yeah. there's enough. For- By the way, yes. By the way, now that you mentioned this, uh, I had a, a perfect rant in in the Patreon section of the Discord. So if you want to find out what I think about uh, people who say like that, uh, go read it out there. Oh yeah, yeah. But you have to become a patron. Good, good one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you know, there's room for both rate both uh, these type of races. I like Ifmar style. We don't probably don't have enough of this in RC, so I like it smaller. The race is meant to be more laid back. Like, like Tim says, it's a party and a race breaks out. And that's how they kind of treat it. But there was mm-hmm. money on the line. Tebow goes to this race. Tessman came down from Canada, which I was happy to see, you know, because uh, we didn't see, like, you know, we give Tessman a lot of shit, but he's he's come around at the end of this year. And we're going to talk more about that. And he was absolutely flying mm-hmm. this weekend. And, um, yeah, we just got to talk about it. And you know what? I have to shout out and say, like shout out to the obviously to the Shawas family and the New Mexico like that area New Mexico Texas El Paso that area of RC people they they support each other they have fun and um sometimes New Mexico doesn't get the love that they deserve they have they do RC there and and they enjoy it and I have to I have to shout out one thing before I before we go on any further and I have to give him credit I'm gonna give some credit to Matt Olson uh that dude yeah he works so. I don't know how he does it, right? That guy's super busy. Now, when he first started doing the media thing, I'm not going to lie to you. I was like, meh. You know, it was like, yeah, you know, he was learning. But I've watched him yeah. over the last year, like two years that he's been doing this, like steady. And he, well, dude, this guy does this on his own. And he's getting yeah, so, he's yeah. getting so much. I mean, it's not perfect. It's not perfect by, it's not like top quality RC racing yeah. TV. It's not even, it's not top quality live RC but it ain't far from it. For one person, he does a damn good job. Yeah, it's, he does a he does a good job. One thing, one one criticism I will give to him is I really enjoy when like because I I think Matt was commentating some stuff. He said like oh Tesman and Rib, you know, camera and stuff like that. I think it's better to try and commentate the whole main instead of having the announcer in the back because the announcer a lot of times isn't following what you're following on mm-hmm. camera. And one guy who's actually, in my opinion, the best in the world at doing this by himself is uh, InfoRC, yes. Miguel. Yes. Uh, he's amazing. He does commentary with, like, he does obviously in Spanish, but he does commentary from the start of the main to the end of the main. He follows all the battles. He keeps up with the times. He pans the camera to the lap times once in a while. He does this. I think he even does did before, before he did this on his phone. And... Uh, 
he he did like uh, the lives. I mean, yes, he did it on his phone, and he just filmed like the scoreboard at sometimes, and he he gives like every one or two minutes he give gives English updates yep. like hey who's the top three what's the battle going on so he's he's a he's one of the guys to if you're Matt Olsen you definitely need to look at what he's doing because he's doing a great job obviously Miguel's been doing the videos for a long time he's been doing the info RC he covers all the Spanish races and the mains and he he used to do it so that if he filmed the main and commentate on it afterwards yes. and then release it like let's say Monday Tuesday. But he's recently started to do Facebook lives about the races, and he's really freaking good. Yeah. So well, yeah. when I think so Matt of Olsen, him, like if you want to learn, look at this guy. He's good. Well, Matt, Matt's just he's he's yeah. I was kind of comparing them. Yeah. I think he's like the 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 yeah, info Matt's RC starting version. Out though, so I, I give right. him I give him the slack. But the guy's so, just yeah. and also, but he's just so like then he's doing the, the mod things, and then some some of these races like the Fisco races, he's racing. But he's also, but yeah. what he's also doing, he's getting, he's getting now. He's doing a lot. He's doing the drag race and he's anything. So that's great for him mm -hmm. because yeah. <clears throat> it's great for us because we, you know, we 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 have buggy land and unfortunately we didn't have any coverage. Like we had, obviously we had yeah. Circus RC, but that's not his. That's not Chris's thing. Yeah, he, yeah, Chris is Chris is much better with photos and like online coverage. Yeah. Uh, I think because like as I said about Miguel, like that the videotaping of the finals has been his thing forever. Like mm -hmm. he's he knows what to do with the camera. He knows which battles to follow, and he knows how to commentate on it and all that. With Chris, he's he's more focused. Has always been more focused on being like taking pictures and sort of writing his on his website. Like the live stream is much newer to him. So I like that's that's a different thing in a sense. I would agree. But for Matt, I think he has a good lane here to try and do what Miguel does in Spain, but in in America. Yeah, and also he was on BattleBots. He filmed Battle like he did. Oh, yeah? a, he did a season of BattleBots. He announced it yesterday. So I gotta give okay. this dude credit. Like he he's he's doing he's he's busy. Like and then he's like, yeah, I'm off to this race. And yeah. He's doing ten scale, all this stuff. So congratulations to him, man. If it wasn't for him, we wouldn't have, we wouldn't have he like. This guy can go to PNB any of these races and do a good job. If he had, I'm sure he has some people that help him as well once he gets to the track. But yeah, he still does a lot of this himself. So I have to give him. I I tell him I say, dude, thank you. Like, you know, you he does better coverage than we've seen in some of these races this year. Like, you know what I mean? Let's be straight up. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> yeah, that all got he, big, he did, bigger budgets good. and all that stuff. So congratulations to him. We got to watch it. Um, I think we should talk about track first because i know a lot of people didn't like it yeah yeah i i and that was like the biggest talking point really yes but i saw a lot of i look i saw a lot of people it's so dusty even you said it was dusty let me just explain something to you yeah. this track is it's deserty sand like it's really fine powdery it's almost like the sand at, it's almost like the it's almost like the stuff at silver state it is dusty like i'm not yeah. gonna tell you but it's it was they gotta understand <clears throat> it's it's wind it was windy this weekend too so the wind yeah, that doesn't help was yeah. was drying I, out the I track so much. And but I have to say that this is probably one of the hardest layouts I've ever seen. It yeah, yeah, that that yeah. Very yeah, hard. That's true. Like I'd say because I I'm really not a huge fan of the track. Uh I think it's okay to have tracks like this once in a while. I mm. think Silver State does it well, but the biggest difference about silver state is that that uh, uh dirt that they use doesn't get to me it doesn't look like it's getting uh very dusty really it is though it looks like it is, it, it is? okay but on it's live really stream, bad in there it 
Okay, but okay, but uh, but not like you say because it, I know it, what you mean. Like not that like yeah, it, it's, you, it, it's yeah. more like yeah, it's more like loamy dust uh, mm-hmm. that you get at Silver State. I feel like, and I think for low grip, really bumpy, I think that sort of works out. I think the issue here that I have with the track is it was quite high high speed. Uh, the layout was super technical, so the jumps were really hard to make, even when they were like brand new. Uh, which is good if, if the track stayed that way. Right. And when the track broke up, the jumps really, a lot of the points didn't really make sense anymore because the faces were so broken up. And then when it's hard packed and it's dusty, the grip level changes a lot when you go out, out of the line. So right. I think that was the issue, that's the issue I had with the track. Now, I understand like this is in the middle of the desert. I understand that uh, like it's really hard to keep the water down. I would imagine you could keep it wet if you just like soaked it every night, like completely soaked it and like re- like watered it really heavy. The moisture would stay in all the time. I don't really know. Uh, it could it's, be that this is just so dry it that it, it dries out. But even in like the main, like it was dusty already in the warm up. So I don't. It's hard to say. I don't, I, I wasn't there, so I can't say. But if that's the case, uh, a lot of the times what we do here is when the track just doesn't absorb moisture, is you use salt. So you just use salt water to water it. And like, let's say that before the race, you water it heavily with salt water. Mm -hmm. And then during the race, you water it with normal water and the moisture stays in much better. Obviously this is not very good for the car. It kind of uh, rusts up everything, but you can find salts that doesn't rust up the car as bad. And uh, we have ha- we have uh, found some of those in Finland that we've used, and uh, those are actually pretty good. You can uh, easily run the car uh, car there even if it's salted like the day before, and you get barely barely uh, any rust. So uh, you just need to find salts that don't rust up uh, the car, uh, and then you can use those. Uh, but I think if if you can't really keep the track having moisture and you want to do a lay- layout like this you need to do something you need to add salt or something to keep the moisture in because either either there's okay there's the other option is to change the layout so that it's it, it, when much it gets more blown out it doesn't yeah like yeah. kind of like what joey does you need to, and it, yeah when joey yeah like for silver state if you look at the layout this year there was like one or two big uh, doubles or triples and the rest of it was rollers or tabletops or something so when you have a layout like that when it blows out it doesn't really matter because the layout is really easy to start out with and when it gets bumpy it gets kind of hard like kind of hard it's okay still but now the layout was really hard to start out with and then when it get bumpy it got like super difficult and like the dust obviously doesn't help so you know what they can do Let's say this way, if they had moisture on this layout, on this like bumpy conditions, it would have been much easier. And I think the racing would have been better because now it was like gaps were huge. Like crashes were the only thing that well, a lot were of people didn't finish either too. Yeah. So but can that's I add the issue something? At, at the, yeah, for sure. up at LCRC in Pennsylvania for the nationals, they actually use detergent mixed with the water to keep the yeah. dust on and keep moisture in. So maybe... Oh wow! They'll do like construction next door. Can you hear that? Yeah. Oh wow! I hope, hope they don't keep that up. <laughs> it's not awfully bad. It's it's probably yeah. okay. Um. So anywho, I uh, and, and I was like, why are they doing that? But now I can see 
it did keep the dust on and did keep moisture in the track. Yeah. And it, it made it a, One, a word, but it also messed with traction. So I guess yeah, maybe they can so do it. So that's the issue. Like yeah. you, need to, you need to find a salt that doesn't affect traction a lot, but it keeps affects the moisture a lot. Mm-hmm. So you need to find a salt that uh, doesn't rust the car, keeps the moisture down as much as possible, and uh, doesn't make the track uh, too grippy. So there are salts like that, and we've used salts like that in Finland. Uh, only issue is, is even with salts like that, if you pack the dirt really heavily, it takes for ages to dry, and it gets really polished. So I don't think Americans really pack their tracks. I think Anthony yeah, built this track. I'm not 100% sure. Uh, and uh, so Anthony doesn't uh, pack his tracks, so uh, th- this wouldn't be an issue. But if you pack the track really hard uh, with uh, like with a bulldozer or what I call, I don't know what you call it. Those what you do with asphalt. We use those in Europe. Uh, a roller, I guess. Uh, if you pack the track with that uh, and you drive on it with some moisture, it gets really polished and really uh, slippery. And then the uh, surface doesn't break up and it's just really like... Uh, really smooth and it's almost like driving on some ice or something so that's not great either so that's something you need to keep in mind but uh i think like this i i'd say if they wanted to keep the if they knew like they couldn't keep the moisture down uh, they should have made the layout much more like simple more rollers more tabletops less like technical jumps because in the end when the track gets blown out the track gets more technical so that would have been the way to go I would actually agree there, uh, but yeah. at the end of the day, you know what? You live and you learn, you know? Well, I also, I think there's room, we see so many high groomed tracks and perfect tracks and nobody wants to get cars dirty. I remember, my car would get so dirty. Yeah. I like seeing stuff now. Okay. Well, it, 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 I, if obviously- I, I'd, say, I'd say, I'd say like there's, there's like limits to you, you can go I to. Agree. Like I agree with Perfectly you smooth tracks. I don't really enjoy like, like, uh, well, in America, there hasn't been many of those this year. But in Europe, a lot of times there has been those tracks where there's zero bumps, zero imperfections, and the tracks are really easy. So it's basically just on-road with one or two doubles on the track, which is not fun either. So And then there's the other extreme, which is probably this, where it's super dusty, it's relatively high grip on the line, and then it's super slippery out, out of the line, and then there's technical jumps and jump faces are all broken. So, like... There's a sort of a, a sector in between those which you should fit the tracks in, and whatever you uh, have in that sector, I'm fine with because I the tra- there should be a different type of tracks. I think there's a place for a race like Silver State, and I think there's a place for a race like PNB when I was there when there were almost no bumps, and uh, like yeah, there's a place for everything. But like if it's too extreme, it it starts to be not fun anymore in my opinion. I would agree with that. But I enjoyed it, and it brought back yeah. memories of old school racing, which which we need. And I yeah. think at the end of the day, wow, that noise is really loud. I'm gonna have to go talk to these guys. At the end of the day, it comes back to what we used to do back in the day and before your time. And even I would say that you guys still have tracks like this in in Finland and stuff like that. So, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, I mean, it is what it is. It was. I think. I think even if it didn't blow out, it would have been a hard layout. I, it definitely favored oh, the, yeah, the, exactly. e, the e cars because yeah. they were. But I mean, near the end, you saw the like the truggies were quadding that, you know, they were quad in and like Mayfield was doing all that type of stuff. So, 
Yeah, it's good stuff, yeah. man. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, I watched. I actually was watch. I was at a birthday party for my neighbor's, my daughter's fifteenth uh, daughter, my neighbor's daughter's fifteenth birthday. So I'm watching the, half of the. I like when we got we got up and I was watching the race on my phone. So I couldn't hear it, and I rewatched it uh, when, the next day. But uh, yeah, it was hard, man. It was it was hard, and yeah. uh, I talked to like uh, Ryan Pavitas, and I talked to. He was like, "That was the hardest sixty minutes I've ever driven." Wow. Yeah. Also, like the main was 60 minutes. Yeah. That makes it even harder. So and you had semis, so because it was Ifmar style, so you had yeah, semis, semis yeah. and all that stuff. Uh, and like, to just the one, I want to say one thing more is that the issue really isn't that, uh, like, it this type of track can be fun for the drivers, but it's really not fun for watching the race, in my opinion. Because the issue is, like, even then, like, every single driver had a five second gap. And if someone got by someone else, it's like someone just crashed. And that's why they got by. It's okay, Tibo and Ogden had some battles and there were some battles on track. But it's not like, because at DNC, for example, even though it gets rough, it gets bumpy, you can see when someone starts to catch up. They catch up a few tenths per lap and at some point they catch up completely and then they battle. Here it's like you just wait for that other driver to make a mistake, then you catch them. And then you just wait for the other one to make a mistake and who makes mistake first, like loses. So the racing is not that sort of like tactical. It's just like, like trying to stay on the line and like trying to get by the other guy without making any mistakes. Uh, and that's, that's one thing I don't really enjoy uh, when it's like this driving wise. I, I don't think this is, I wouldn't think this would be horrible to drive on really. It would be difficult and it wouldn't be like fun. But it's still a different. It's, it's just a challenge, in my opinion. Uh, but like viewer-wise and like racing-wise, if you think about the racing, I think this is not really good for that. I actually 100% disagree with you, but I get your point. I do. Yeah. I do. Hold on for a second. Yeah. Like I said, Max, I I understand your point. I don't necessarily agree with you. If you guys heard that noise, we actually try to wait. So they stopped actually cutting yeah. some barrels out there. So it's going to just have to bear with it for a little bit. Um, yeah, I think there's room for everything in there. I just think I, I do agree. Maybe if they made the track a little less, I don't know. It, I mean, it usually gets blown out, but not so dusty. So I'm, I'm just assuming that the high winds had something to do with it. And just, yeah, like I think the guys had to wear goggles because the wind was blowing the dust. Yeah. It's like Silver State used to be, man. Silver State used to be the outdoor one used to be just like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the old so, one. Even like the one that I think it was called Boulder, yeah, or something, was, like the old, old oh man, state, that was the horrible one. People forget about that. I remember Boulder had a whole back straightaway that was just a sand pit, like it was literally a sand yeah. pit. <laughs> yeah, so, um, <laughs> yeah, the Ghani always tells me about but that. But no, track. I just saw some comments like in, in the chat, like, oh, my cars are gonna get dirty and they in the dust and this. And I'm like, you, you yeah. people aren't no. even racing there, like, just enjoy it. Yeah. Like, I think we've gotten so used to groomed perfect tracks and i like that i think too. he just cuts I like every time I, I think he, i think he cuts the thing every time you speak like the th he, i think he's listening to the podcast somehow is it, and is it that loud is it speak. coming through that loud it's not that bad i can i can hear it in the background once in a while uh, it's, it's i so hope it's not bad for the people listening but yeah let's move on to like what actually happened all right well so let's you go, know let's what before we go on any further back. max you know what we oh, have okay. to pay some bills and i'd like to say thank you to oh. beach rc 
for their continued support of the podcast. And if you guys can, use our affiliate link. BeachRC.com, the racer's one-stop online hobby shop. Choose from all the popular brands and variety in stock with super fast shipping and great customer service. BeachRC.com still has the local hobby shop feel with all the benefits of the internet. BeachRC.com is the exclusive distributor for Ultimate Racing, JQ Racing, Pro Circuit Racing Tires, Nitro Lux Fuels, and Assault RC Performance Products. So, fill up your cart and check out at beachrc.com today. Thank you to BeachRC, Lucas and Brent and all those guys doing awesome things in RC. They had their Dixie Nats here this past week weekend and they're getting ready for their Masters of Dirt Racing. Also, check out Lucas's videos he's been doing about his travels around the Southeast and doing taking the White Whale to races. All right, guys, like I said, if you hear some noise in the background, they're actually cutting some barrels out the back there. We tried to wait for them, but he said he's not got much longer and we got to get this done. All right, so part of the part of this this race is that they had, I believe, how Tim said, like, uh, if you won all three of those classes, you could walk away with almost $5,000. I think that's how he said it worked out to me. Uh, but... You, I think you got money for each position you went in. I don't know exactly how it did it, but not everybody raced all three classes. Like Mayfield didn't do all three classes. Rivkin didn't do all three classes. They just did E-Buggy and, and, and Nitro Buggy. But Tebow went on there, and he did all three classes. Tessman did all three classes. I, I believe Ogden did, and um, Spencer Hackett, I believe, did. But uh, let's let's start with Truggy, because Truggy was um, pretty interesting. I believe Tebow was really fast in Truggy. Uh, this like, I actually let's see who qualified first in Truggy. Uh, first off the bat, so let's go to oh man, they don't. Wasn't have, it Ogden? It was Ogden. He uh, actually, he had a stellar yeah. last qualifier and and took TQ, I yeah. believe. So it was Cole Ogden, Jared Tebow, Ty Te- um Ty Tasman, Spencer Hackett, and Westergaard. I was, you know they were your top. Yeah. Five. Westergaard is actually pretty good with Truggy. Yeah, so. he. And that's where him it's and JQ need a battle. Yeah, that's where him and JQ yeah. need a battle. Tanner Denny made it to this race, part-time racer at Mugen. Uh, you know, he 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 came out, you know, racing a lot this early this year and it kind of backed off because I think he's got a real job. So they went into there, and I believe in this main, I think it was 45 minutes or 30 minutes. Let's see. Let's see Truggy main her final results. Uh, oh, they don't have times here. Maybe I'm looking. Yeah. Let me go to the race. I think it was 30 minutes, this race. So the Truggy race was 30 minutes. I believe Ty Tessman broke early in the race. I think he hit pit lane, I was told. And he broke his truck and he couldn't go on. I believe Tebow flamed while leading uh, as well. He Tebow had some flame out issues this weekend. Uh, I think he's getting used to the new fuel, that he had his new fuel out there. So, you know, he's been on Maxima for so long. So he's just, you know, yeah. getting his, his fuel. And I think he, is he still running Maxima engines? Yes, he is. Okay. No. Uh, and yeah, but I think they got it figured out because he didn't have no issues in Nitro Bug. I don't think he, he flamed, he didn't flame at all. But uh, ended up, I think Spencer Heckert won this because it, it was a battle to the end, man. Like a lot of people dropped out of this race. And um, yeah. in the end, Spencer Heckert, Won it and a good win for S Works and him. He's Spencer Heckert's been good. Spencer Heckert's been one of those racers this week, this year. He's been in like the top five hunts 
and he won. Mm-hmm. He actually won the. He's 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 always almost there. Yes, you know? but Truggy seems to be his race where he 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 seems to do really well in Truggy, and he he won this race. And congratulations to him. Uh but I do think there was some some failures. So we had Spencer Heckard, Cole Ogden, Tanner Denny, Jared Tebow. Even with the flame out, he still came fourth. Then Westergaard. So yeah, and Ty Tasman obviously he broke nine minutes in. Uh, but you know Ty was looks like he was flying anyway. Actually, Tanner Denny had the fastest lap, a thirty-one set. No, actually Jared Tebow thirty-one six. But uh, man, Tanner Denny, man, uh, he's somebody that doesn't get enough yeah, he's, accolades either. Yeah, I don't know, like. I don't know if he has a good job or something or Real estate, I, I, mean, I, I could see him going yeah I, I could see him going full time in RC yeah but I don't think it would be I, under I wish Mugen. he would that's the problem yeah no way he's getting that under Mugen I think yeah that's the issue probably with a lot of these guys is someone like Tanner Danny he's good enough to go like like pro but he's not good enough to go pro with a like a, a solid brand uh, he could probably try to work it out with like AE uh, or uh, what other, probably something like AE. That yeah. could be a car that he could have to run 10 scale too. I think, I think yeah, he's just going to be true, but yeah, I think he's just going to be one yeah, of those guys true. who do RC part time and realize, hey, I got to work. You yeah. know what I mean? And that's yeah. where the, the money the is. The issue really is like the the brands with a good car. It's like there's not enough of them and there's like not enough money that they generate that they could have more pros. So that's the biggest issue with a lot of guys like this. Same what happened to Sanketin. Like he was a top guy in Europe. He ran really well and then he joined Techno. And yeah, with that car, he couldn't really perform in Europe. So he could go pro, but with the car he had, he couldn't really perform. So now he's not a pro anymore. Right. But he's still a talented driver and he's still really fast. I, I think he's... I, th- I think he's back with TLR now, but I'm not yes, sure. Yes. But he's a prime example of like someone that could be a top pro, just like not making it out. And something like that almost happened to Barufula as well. Mm-hmm. So he went to, from TLR to RB. And then uh, I think after that, he landed a deal with X-Ray, which is perfect for him. X-Ray is a, a decent car. And uh, he has a good deal with them. And I don't know if he's pro per se, but at least he makes some money out of RC. That's what he does. And for uh, he can do RC full time. Yeah. So, like, Barufula is an example of he just barely made it out. And Sangatin got the, like the worst end of it where he signed with Techno and the car really didn't perform in Europe and he couldn't keep it up. So, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Good win for Spencer Hackett. <clears throat> I think, uh, I, I think Hooks even did. No, Hooks did really well in, in e-buggy. I don't think he ran Truggy. Um, all right, let's move on to e-buggy. E-buggy was just one main, uh, one 10-minute main. Ty Tasman won that. Uh, Jared Tebow and Ryan Mayfield. Spencer Rifkin in fourth and Spencer Hackett in fifth. And, hey, Hooks, Hooks got a top six. Uh, well, he came in six. Very good for Hooks. Anthony Westergaard. Yeah. J- Jared Wiggins, the wizard. Walker Spin Radical. This I, this this guy is the Jay Smoker. The 2021 version of Jay Smoker. He sends it. He if it's if it's a big jump out there, he sends it. But he's re, he's he's just like a local California racer, and he's been traveling a lot this year, and he's he's gotten so much better at racing. Is he like a young guy? Uh, I would say he's 19. Tw- he just went 21. Well, probably went 21. Okay, this year. so yeah, so I'd consider that a young guy. Yeah, so. he he hangs out with Pavitas a lot, and they tr- they practice a yeah. lot together. 
Uh, Steve Harris came in 10th. Steve Harris does well on these blown out tracks too. Uh, with the yeah, that seems to be his thing. Yeah. So he made the trip down there. But yeah, Ty Tasman wins wins e buggy, <clears throat> man. So he he moves on to that. He went Tebow. <clears throat> excuse me, sorry guys. Tebow in second, and Ryan Mayfield. One thing about Ryan Mayfield, dude, if he isn't on that, if he isn't that number one spot, he don't smile for nothing, man. He Mayfield yeah. does not like to. <laughs> none of these guys like to lose, but Mayfield hates losing, man. He you see his yeah. podium pick is like, he, you can see he's just pissed <laughs> off. Um, but I guess that's why his Mayfield in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, that's why he dominates. Yeah. All right. So the semis. Do we want to? All right. So congratulations. Now that all factors in. Remember that e buggy goes towards the overall points here. So Tebow a second. Mm-hmm. All right. So do we want to go right to the? Do we want to talk about the semis? I didn't watch any of the semis. I was at the. I was. Yeah, at the I didn't even follow the semis. But Cole had a bit tougher time in the in the top end though. Like Tessman, Rivkin, Mayfield, Tebow. They were where probably where they should have been. So the semi is not too crazy. Uh, Cole had some issues because he started nine. But I don't you know, know what, what I wish they would have had her? So in the semis, in the odd final, you had Spencer Rifkin, Tebow, Mayfield, Wiggins, Hooks. I wish they would have had an LCQ. I just think <clears throat> LCQ yeah, is a so You should awesome. always have an LCQ. Always. Yeah. And in the even final, you had Ty Tasman, Hackert. Jermaine Robinson had a good showing. He broke, I believe, in the main. Uh, Tanner Danny and Cole Ogden. Yeah, there we go. Oh wow. Okay. All right. So that's your semi-final. So I don't know how many they took over to each final, but uh, yeah, let's go back to race results. So obviously, uh, I don't think I think if you TQ this, you still have to race your semi. They don't, you know, as well. So yeah, you still yeah, have to race yeah, in. I'd imagine. All right. So let's look at the main final now. If you guys didn't see this, this was probably. I would say one of the longest, hardest one hour racing a lot of these guys have done. And yeah, man, <clears throat> I will be honest. Ty Tasman just put on a clinic. Like, honestly, from Yeah. He from, flamed like he was leading by like, in the pits. at least like t- ten seconds. He flamed in a pitch and it wasn't like a, a fast flame where Gorgeous put the car back on. It was like he walked away from like the pitch to his starter box and he he took a little time to get the car fired up and then he went again and then he just catched rivkin and went by like a few laps later so yeah he pretty like, much dominated yeah, from he, start to finish the only time was, yeah he was in second yeah that flame out happened well he, he went in second a few times and that flame out happened yeah, he just dominated. <laughs> I'm just looking at her. It's like first, yeah, first, first, I mean, first, 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 when, first, second. Yeah. When when you look at the lap times, uh, Rivkin and Tesman were actually really close in speed. So Rivkin was surprisingly fast considering he's almost all the time struggling in tracks like this. So his speed was really good. But like Tesman's consistency was just so good. And I think that's a lot down to the way he sets up his car and the way he drives. Because I always felt like Tesman doesn't like push really hard mm-hmm. where it's like let's say Mayfield or Ronnefalk are drivers that like all the time they go full speed like they they drive their maximum the whole time where someone like Tessman sets up the car to have more speed naturally but it's a little bit more difficult to drive and then he just drives really careful and keeps the speed up and on tracks, tracks like this it really helps you because you can just do your laps and you don't have to push and you can avoid the bumps and you have a little bit more time to react 
and then vice versa like drivers like mayfield have a lot more like a lot more struggles on tracks like this in my opinion because of the fact that they try to go full speed the whole time and you're obviously going to make slight mistakes when you do that and you're gonna on tracks like this it's super easy to make those so that's why I think this is sort of the strongest type of track for Tessman. Even though earlier on the year, we I said that his car is really not good over the bumps. But when it's this bumpy, it doesn't really matter anymore. You just try to get around the track. And uh, yeah, that's why I think he was so good. And you know, uh, that's why he was dominating. We, 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 we constantly say, and he actually got, he got on my case about this when he came on the podcast. We constantly say that Spencer Rifkin isn't good on these tracks. But that's not true. It's not true at all yeah, because I he actually excels on these tracks, back, back. you know? Yeah, I explained this a few podcasts back back because the one reason is the new car. It's much, the rear end has much better control. And another reason is the shock package they went to over the winter, the five whole pistons. It calms down the car a lot. So what they used to do beforehand, uh, they used to run like six whole pistons or they used to run the MIP pistons, which work pretty good over bumps but they don't really calm down the car uh the five hole pistons calm down the car a lot i'm not 100 sure if he ran it here but he ran it at silver state and dnc and he finished pretty high up considering the situation uh so yeah the new car the rear end is much more controllable and uh, the shock package setup they made for this year uh that's the reason why ae has been a lot more uh for at least for spencer a lot more comfortable on this uh, super bumpy tracks also i noticed that ty is using glasses now drive yeah yeah First time I, mean, I've seen that. I even saw him using like uh yeah yeah I, I i don't know if he uses glasses like all the time or if those are just like for racing but yeah yeah i noticed it or i don't know if they look like actual prescription glasses so yeah you know I, I, I'm, ty's gonna be getting close to 30 now i would say and no he yes was, uh, yes no, no, he was well, 15 in 2008. So, yeah. You, so, you, he's 28 now. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, close to 30, I guess. So, good. I mean, I, I, I'm i all, like, glasses, man. Probably probably helps out a lot. I know. Man, just, just a, I, you know, we, we, we gave Ty a lot of crap after after DNC. But we that's what we're supposed to do because, you know, we expect Ty to always yeah. be in the top three at some point. I think. Yeah, and I mean, it's not acceptable for him to finish in the B main. Oh, I agree with you. And, like. Even then, like uh, he flamed, I think he flamed out in the pits at DNC, and it happened again here. Like that's not acceptable. Imagine this was a Worlds. There's no way he wins the race if this is the Worlds. Like there's yeah. gonna be Ongaro and Ronafog, and there's gonna be a lot of other fast guys. They're gonna be closer to you than, like you can't. Like it's almost impossible to dominate Worlds like he dominated this race. Mm -hmm. So like, you gotta get away from things like that. Like. Uh, a flaming out in a pitch is unacceptable for anyone, really, especially yeah, on this caliber. It happens, though, and and but it happens, yeah, but it, it shouldn't. And that the, the thing is, like, if this was the first time this year, like, okay, whatever. But he's had issues with this earlier on, and that's that that's got to be an issue for him. And uh, well, yeah, I think I think what like the difference between like because I remember DNC, he struggled and he won PNB, and uh, and I think they were clear like reasons why that happened and there's also to me at least i can i can see testing winning this race most of the time even before like watching any of these like lap times or whatever just by looking at the track and knowing how he drives and sets up his car so 
I think I think this race doesn't prove much yet, but it's definitely a good good uh, move in the right direction. I think we need to wait for races like uh, DNC again, mm. because that's the type of track he he really, to me at least, he really struggles on with this car because he drives a really soft car, and when you're going high speed, you carrying corner speed, you drive a soft car, and you have small ruts and bumps. That's when it gets hard, and that's what happened at DNC for him. So, like, oh, I also remember DNC is going to be yet. at a different track this year, next year too. It's going to be back at yeah, Paris, but DNC is always soil. similar, and I think he he struggled even at Paris. I'm not 100 percent sure, but I think he didn't have a very good time at Paris either. So, yeah, hard to say. I I, but, I just think great great bounce back. I mean, he's the only other multi-time. When I say big, I mean to have comp- uh, you know Ryan Mayfield, Sir Rifkin. Like the only competition that ain't her is probably guys like Tyler Jones and and stuff like that. But to be honest, like yeah. no no disrespect to those guys, them they're not always making like Tyler Jones can make top three and can win, but they're not. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're still yeah. a, of but course I mean, a threat. But yeah, I you mean know. Ty still had a good nationals. He yeah. was fastest after the semis, think, but he could just got DQ'd. So I honestly it's not feel like that Ty's Ty been struggling this year. Yeah, yeah, but he just has like his race program doesn't seem like it's it's together you know it seems like there's some like spots where he, he has his weaknesses and definitely that flame out in the pits is one and uh i would say tires are no longer an issue because on a tracks like on track like this it's dry uh like tracks like nationals uh dry tracks which is hard packed the hot race tires are actually really good so it's it's not like he's ha- he has a tire disadvantage I don't know. Uh, well, he won PNB, so PNB definitely, I don't think, had a disadvantage with tires. But the one thing I don't know is is DNC. Obviously, Cole did well, but Cole always does well at Thunder Alley. Mm-hmm. So that's something we don't, we don't really know. Uh, I don't know, like, that sort of uh, track that has moisture and bumps and it's not too hard packed, if that's good for hot race. I, I don't say it's bad. But uh, I'd say here, he, here in the Nationals, the hot race tires probably could have been even better than Proline and Andre Concepts. Well, I, I, I believe that had had Ty made the main final at the Nationals, I truly believe, out of, no offense to my, I like Cole, you know, if them two would have been in the finals, I definitely think out of those two, uh, Ty was probably the one guy that would have, Mayfield, oh you know? yeah for and, sure for sure like cole the issue with cole is still that he he makes too much mistakes like and it's it's not like he makes them under pressure or he makes them like at certain points it's just like he just makes mistakes and that's sort of a natural fact it seems yeah. like uh, he can obviously get away from that but it's hard to say why that happens i don't really know but that's 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 his downfall really to me and uh he hasn't yet proven that he can get away from that. So, yeah, that's that's why I would agree. I would he did he, the same thing here. You know, he 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 came in fourth. So. Yeah, like the like these are the races where Cole should finish second. You yeah, know? I would agree like, with you there. We, I, we say I, that I would, all the time. I would be fine. Yeah, but like, uh, like DNC, the second second place finish was really good for Cole. Yeah. Uh, but like he should have finished second here as well. Mm-hmm. Like he because Mayfield he Mayfield came out. He could win this. Uh, yeah, he could, but I'd be fine with second. Like, yeah. if he finished second, I'd be like, this was a good race for Cole. But when he finishes fourth, it's like, I don't think that's really acceptable. Yeah, I would me, agree. He would want to win this yeah. race. And, and 
Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I would I would agree with you because I know what yeah, how he, fast he, Cole can with go. the speed. Yeah, with the speed he should have and a lot of times has. Uh, he he should be finishing higher up in these races. And this race, his speed didn't look too good. I watched some of the lap times. It was like Tesman and Rivkin were very much like uh, on level with speed, but the Tesman was just so much more consistent. Then there was a slight drop to Tebow and uh, then a slight drop to Ogden. But I don't know. Well, Mayfield, obviously, he didn't have too many laps. He broke, uh, I think, like just after the first tank or something. So we don't really have enough laps from him to look at it. He looked okay in the start, but I just think Mayfield didn't look comfortable yeah. the entire weekend. There. Yeah, I think like me, since the eight scale nationals win, to me it it has just looked like he doesn't really he's not that into it anymore. You know, oh, like yeah, the year funny. for him is yeah. It, it to me it looks like for him the year is over and he just goes to these races to have fun and just to go to them. Like okay, he was battling for the win at uh, Southern Nats mm-hmm. and he was high up there. But like, even like the mistakes he made, those weren't the mistakes that you make under pressure. Those are the mistakes you make when you're pissed off or you don't really care. Yeah, like and mistakes he, he hasn't made all year, pretty much. Yeah, so it, to me, it looks like he, it's not like that, like he's not, his head is not that into it anymore. And it's not like he's frustrated or anything, I don't feel. I think it's just that he's focused on other stuff at next the year. moment. I don't know. That too, but I it, think he's yeah, focused on next year. year yeah, but right, right now he's focused on like family and mm-hmm. having a good life, and like he's focused on DNC next year. That's like his next race. Yeah. I think that's just my like what I think, what it looks like. I don't obviously know what's going on, but that's my guess. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna tell you when that second kid comes, like I experience life changes immensely. You know, you have one yeah. and you're like, oh, okay, this is manageable. Then that second one comes, yeah. you're like, oh, okay. But unfortunately, both Mugens out, Tanner Denny and him. I don't know what happened to him. I haven't read his race report. I have not heard what happened to him. So they were out early. Yeah. But to be honest, like looking at his lap times, he was in second. For, like you said, he was four, four, third. He got in yeah, second. He, he, looked, few, he, but... looked, he looked fast in the start. But like the way he drove, it just didn't look like he really cared. <laughs> I think it's weird. just like, like I'm, I'm the champion. I'm the NNRC Cup champion now. I don't have to worry about anything else. You know, I've, <laughs> exactly I've, NNRC Cup. I'm champion. the NNRC Cup champ. <laughs> then I won. Then I won the nationals. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, I don't have anything else to prove for for the rest of the year. Yeah. But it, and I mean, it, I could be wrong. It just could be like he just, just didn't have a day or whatever. I don't know. But well, at least last two races he's done and the ten scale nationals. Like this is not the Mayfield we're used. Oh, to. It I agree. looks like a, a little bit different guy. I agree. That's uh, my analysis. All right. Um. You know what? We're gonna talk about a techno driver. So I gotta pay some bills. Sorry, gotta pay some bills, Max. Techno RC. Techno RC. Techno RC is a premium manufacturer specializing in 8th and 10th scale high performance off road RC buggies and trucks. Visit www.technorc.com for a complete catalog of their products. Techno RC. Excellence in engineering. Hashtag Techno Takeover. Yes, thank you to Techno RC for their continued support of the podcast. Now, Jared Tebow made the trip down here. And for all of you that think that RC is the glamour life, 
Uh, I was I was gonna do a live and have him on her, but um, I I'm actually busy this week myself. But I talked to him briefly, and it's like, yeah, dude, I stayed at the track till ten thirty, and then I drove in my van to to six, and then I slept to this time. Like he, I slept in my van and somewhere, and then then I made then I drove the rest of the way home. I'm so tired, and I was really like he's he camped out. He like he stayed in this guy a wheel walk a nice guy. I met him at uh at DNC, and he stayed in his camper like. Tebow went on like this wasn't glamorous. Tebow went on and roughed it. Like you know what I mean? Like, like yeah, like private her cool. motocross that's days. That's how it should be. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> no fancy hotels and all that stuff for Tebow. No flights. But he went on there. And to be honest, if there's one person besides Tasman that shine on tracks like this, it is Jared Tebow. Um, exactly. He is. I I had him picked to win. I. I, like I said, he had, did have some flame-out issues. Like, like I said, they're trying out the new fuel, I believe. But he bounced back from that. Um, and I just, you know, like, I just think, like, he, okay, yeah, he was 20 seconds behind Tasman. And and honestly, let me see, did he ever get enough? No, he never got in a position to be in first uh, at all. But he did, you know, I, I just think he, I think this, I think I told him, I said, maybe you didn't get the win that you wanted. But I think you can hold your head up high coming out of this race because it was it was very hard. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and like races like this, oftentimes it's not like it, it's it's a little bit of a coin toss every time when when it gets this rough and stuff like that. But yeah, Thibaut definitely like this was a, like a fighting second place. So all credit to him. It was a good. I'd be I'd be happy with second yeah. the way Thibaut did it. So. Yeah, that was definitely and the fact that he battled with Rivkin and Ogden. So he, he was probably the only guy who battled with other people. Yeah. So he did a good job and, and the way he drove and it looked fun. Uh it looked like he was having fun out there. Yeah. So. And 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 to be fair, like the other technos and there were Hooks and, and Wiggins. And Wiggins had a very off weekend. He didn't finish the race. Actually Hooks didn't finish either. Which which is which is I mean, this was a brutal race. Like there was a lot of DNFs, yeah. you know what I mean? Uh but Kudos to, to Jared. I think that, you know, I think this is one of the tracks that the Technos do well on type of track. Mm -hmm. And yeah. um, I think he was excited to go there. But it, I just like, I want people to know, he's, he he said, I enjoyed it. It was fun. Because I think even for him, it's very relaxed and he can relax. And, you know, mm -hmm. because I, it's such a, like, I honestly, like the, the environment on there, the ambience is really good. That's what I like about it. And mm -hmm. it shows like, and he, he won the overall. So, he actually is the actual U.S. Yeah. Open champion for 2021, so he probably wants some money too. Uh, maybe next week we'll get him on to do a live, and he can talk about it. But congratulations, Jared Tebow, for winning the overall. Then, of course, we had Rivkin, which we did touch on. Yeah, Rivkin was the Rivkin was the only other guy to get in first at for some point, you know. At yeah, this race. and in terms of speed, he was really, really looking good. Just slightly too many mistakes mm -hmm. uh, to uh, sort of uh, fight with Tessman. But yeah, he looked he looked good out there. And yeah, definitely. I mean, he probably should have finished second considering the speed he had. But uh, yeah. Do you think... He'd be, he'd be fine going home. Do you uh, know that... Do you, you know how like people primarily considered Spencer a primarily, you know, 10 scale dominant driver yeah, i think i, I think, think he's, i think that's now yeah. that's now gone yeah it's i think he's no longer that. i think he's fully embraced the glory and yeah and um he's showing that he's still he, he's just an all-round racer you know what i mean and, yeah he's a driver like mayfield you yes. know like 
and at, at this point, I actually, I actually think that he he has he has he can he will be a ten scale world champion. Well, he is a ten scale world champion. Sorry, yeah, he'll be a four wheel drive two time. He'll he win the four wheel drive, and I, I don't think two wheel drive. I think okay. he can win an eight scale world championship too. You know what I mean? So yeah, I still. He the, the biggest issue he has, in my opinion, is that he struggles a lot like early on in the race, in like in like qualities and stuff. Mm. So he doesn't have that like let's say testman. He's like when practice is when practice is done, he goes to quality and he just like every run he does the good runs and he has that like he has his lines, he has his consistency, and he just does that. And when he's on it, he's on it, and no one can touch him. When he's not on it, he's still second or third. And then in the main, if something happens, he's fighting for the win. Mm-hmm. So Rivkin is sort of the guy who sometimes he has good qualifiers, sometimes just really poor qualifiers. DNC, he bumped from the B and finished third or fourth. Uh, I'd say, yeah, fourth. And uh, he finished uh, second or third at Southern Nats. Uh, so he has a lot of podiums this year. It's just that I think like, Spencer never gets that sort of qualifying to give him the confidence. And I think that's what he needs to really work on because it really helps. It, like if you TQ, it doesn't really matter, but it still helps you. And you have the confidence in the fact, if you TQ like every round, like Tessman often does, mm-hmm. it's, it helps you like, okay, Mayfield kind of is doing the same thing this year, but where he's not qualified very high. And then in the main, he just dominates. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Maybe they try like to do the Robert Battier thing, but to me, like Robert Battier still finishes top three or top four after qualifying. He doesn't qualify sixteenth. But not at Buggy Lamb. So, he was in the B main. Yeah, but uh, he had some issues. Like he right. broke in one qualifier, I think. But I get so what he, you mean. It was more than that. Well, yeah, but like even like every Euros that Robert has won, Apart from, uh, well, not not Euros that is one. Let's let's put it this way: every Euros that Robert has battled for the win, he's always in the top three in quali, and in the main, he surprises with his uh, like like pull back from the back of the pack right. or something. And it's like I can see the tactic that setting up the car for the main. That's a good tactic, and that certainly worked for Robert and worked for Mayfield. Yeah. But even when Mayfield has bad qualifiers, he finishes fifth, sixth at the worst. And that's where Spencer needs to get to where no matter what happens, he's still in like, the, let's say, top five, top six. And that's that's been to me, if I was him, that would be, I, I, I'd see that that as an issue because you have to always worry, like, I need to get a good run in well, so I can get into the semis. I was about to say that. And stuff like that. After, you know, because they were pitting behind us at, at the Nationals. And, yeah, I would say it affects him. And... I think yeah. it's just something that he needs to mentally get focused on and don't mm-hmm. I get it cuz these these guys every little thing it's a mental game too you know what I mean so they want to be yeah. on top of everything yeah and you're on top and of everything this is exactly a mental game right yeah. and 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 then once it isn't that's when and then he he mentally I could hear it he can mentally screw himself and then he goes out in the track and fixes mm-hmm. it you know what I mean so I'm like yeah. if you could, yeah, go, yeah. go into the race on I'm you know just focus a little bit more don't worry about you don't need to be TQ you know what I mean you just need yeah, to be in the you, top five. Just, you just be, yeah. And you need to be like, like I think what Mayfield does, uh, kind of hard to say about him because he blows out a lot in qualifying as well. Mm-hmm. But I think what Mayfield does is even when he doesn't have the best qualifying, he isn't like worried about it. He knows what he needs to do and he finds the thing he needs to do and then he's ready for the main. 
Spencer, to me, it looks like he's super lost in qualifying, and then it goes even worse. And then he's like, okay, now we got the main, so we got to figure something out. Mm-hmm. And then he figures it out then. But to me, like, you need to, because you need to have it together before the main. And that way you get like the calmness of the mind and you know what you're doing. You, you execute your race program and you do well. I think to fight for a world championship, you really need that. Mm-hmm. And to, with him, I don't think he has that yet. He's Maybe a fast enough scale. guy to do it. Not an eight scale yet. Maybe yeah, he has I it mean, in ten yeah, obviously scale. Ten, no, obviously he has it in ten scale. Yeah, that's that's no doubt. He has done it twice. But in eight scale, like you need much more trust with your race program. Mm-hmm. You're gonna be out there for forty five minutes. You can't make any mistakes, and you have to be fast. So you need to trust what you're doing, and you need to do it really well. I need to. You need to know how you've done it before, and keep doing it every time after time. And that's what I I see him struggling on uh, let's say the next world that's going to happen yes. but he has the speed and he has the talent to do it and he has this he he knows how to uh, run a longer main so if he just gets that sort of mental block uh, out of the way uh, the the mental block i think he has out of the way i think he has a chance to win the world oh i agree with you uh, but I yeah yeah, that's that's probably one of the things like Ronifolk and Tesman and uh, Robert Batty and these guys who have already won the Worlds, these guys don't really, I don't think they've ever really had that. Like Ronifolk, if he's strong, he's strong. He's good in qualifying, he's good in the main. So, and Tesman is the same thing. If he's strong, he's strong. And there's no like, like up or down with it. And Robert is like, you can see where, when he's strong. And you, if you, if he's close in qualifying, he knows in his head he's gonna be one of the fastest guys in the main. So that's like, even though he isn't high up there in quality, he knows that he's gonna be there in the main. But that's where Spencer needs to get at. I, I think. agree with you. I agree with you one hundred percent. And you'll get there. It's just, he, it's just he that will, get, yeah. that confi- that that last little bit of confidence in in eight scale. Yeah. And he he's got two national wins. You know what I mean? And and, yeah, and, yeah. and he, if you look at and his, I, the thing is. The thing is, in both those national wins, is like he that track is something that suits him perfectly. Mm-hmm. He feels comfortable with it, and that's why he does well. Now, what he needs to do is spread that sort of uh, spectrum of confidence to other situations and other scenarios, and then he can do that uh, every time. I 100% agree with you there. All right, uh, we touched on Cole Ogden again. Uh, this is this is a race that I think I think Cole should win this race. Uh, he can win this race. He's been to this race before, but you know, he, I, I, I've, and you know, the beast from the east. I like Cole. I love the fire that he brings. I, I like his character. You know, I love it. I, man, his mullet, man, Jesus, he's looking like Jesus out there. His hair's <laughs> way down there. Um, he's got the bird going, and he got, you know, I, I like him. And I, this is what we need. I mean, he brings excitement to to RC, mm-hmm. and I like that. And he's embraced that character. They're calling the people's champ and all that stuff. I love it. I just want him to, I want yeah. him to do well. I want him to win. I want him to win. And he can. Yeah. And it's funny because I talked to David yeah. and David has the ultimate confidence in him as well. You know what I mean? Run is like, yeah. oh, it's good. You know, I said, I know it's good. I just, I, w- yeah. I think we'll see uh, when Adrian and David come over next year. I think that's mm-hmm. when, because I, I know it's got to be hard for him to always, because he's like the, the top HB guy. And then there's, you know, yeah. he's got to kind of do that HB role, that, you know, that team manager role kind of to yeah. an extent. And he's, it, it, it's got to be hard not to have somebody 
I was to go to like right there. So it's really Coles at his best. At his really really best is when he's got Adrian and 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 David there to bounce ideas. Yeah, off. for sure. And so. in Cole's case, I don't really know why this happens. Like why he can't just just get that win in there. It's weird because like. It, with some other drivers, it's very like clear that they make the same mistake every time, and something similar happens every time. But with Cole, it's like he can be fast and still screw up. He can be slow and still be fast in the main, and then screw up. So it's like it's really hard to say what he's like, what's happening with him that he's not really winning these races because he he has the speed a lot of times uh, these days, and uh, it's weird because like the RCGP when things started to go wrong for him, they went like really yeah. wrong. So, but it's not always the case in these races. Like he might have a good day and then just something happens and it doesn't work out in the main. So hard to say what the actual reason is. He probably knows it himself. So that's, that's something like he needs to work on to win these races. That's my take on it. I, 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 Beast from the East, man. I love him. Hey, it was, yeah. hey, if you could have seen him after the Nationals, it was so funny. Oh, my gosh. I, and, and But, see, that's what we need in RC. We need guys out there expressing themselves and, and saying what's going on. And I, I just, no, I just want him to win. Spencer Heckert, yeah. a, a solid performance, fifth. I don't think he can complain about this. Uh, Spencer Heckert, a, another a quiet year for him. He, got, he comes out of a win in Trogi, a fifth in in in. in in Nitro Buggy, the main S-Works guy in, in America. It's going to be interesting to see what S-Works does in, in 2022. I'm hearing some rumors, uh, but I'm sure he's going to stay there. And, I, hey, Spencer Heckett will win, will be a good racer. He, he's a good racer, and he's young, and he'll be competing yeah. with these guys. He is competing with them, but what I mean is he'll be challenging these guys more in the coming years. So yeah. kudos to him. Ryan Pavitas made the trip here. Um, bit off pace compared to the other guys but he's putting in the work to get better he's like approaching rc good uh like in that in that attitude is fully immersed in rc and then we have a uh, little bear steve harris made the trip down steve harris has had a ver a decent year this year he's he was he just missed up yeah. making the nuts uh, uh, he you know he's he's made some finals he he has just missed making some finals and yeah, he, he's, he's just at that level yeah. where he is like sort of, sort of bottom of the main or just just dropped out of the main. So yeah. for him, that's like the worst place to be in. It's so hard uh, to make improvements like, at that level. It's, it's too. hard. To, yeah, yeah. You know. So yeah, Ryan. Ryan has sort of uh, sort of got away with that one. So now he's making mains almost every mm -hmm. race. So Ryan has Ryan has like just stepped over that level. Yeah. So. Yeah, Steve is just still on that very annoying. Almost I hope he there continues. Level. And and then again, he was the only Agama car there. You know what I mean? So that's another. Yeah, thing. that's that's also a very big deficit for him, in my opinion. I, I hope he continues because he he has. I I think people just don't understand the in increments of, if if you know, obviously there's talented people and then there's talented people that mm -hmm. work hard and then there's some people that aren't as talented but they work hard. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the the like. To go like the level increments of, you know, some people go by leaps and bounds, and some people just an inch at a time. You know what I mean? And you yeah. just have to crawl. You have to you have to grind that out. Um, Vestergaard eighth. Uh, yeah, I I mean, it's a good eighth for Vestergaard. Hooks had a good weekend. Retire Wiggins. Wiggins kind of, you know, uh, has had not the best second half of the year. You know, he started out 
with a good first yeah. half and then we can yeah Wiggins is a bit weird because like in previous years to me he has been sort of a guy who is not that like like let's say Ryan Pavidis or Steve Harris those guys have been very sort of um how would you say you like you recognize those guys they are somewhere there Wiggins has sort of for me at least been sort of in the in the shadows a bit this year he has changed that a lot he's been much more sort of prominent but now second part of the year he sort of went back to that where he's sort of is he's there but like not seen really yeah i agree uh maybe he just moved to texas all that type of stuff big changes in life so he moved yeah. to texas to do more rc but the wizard man he's he's still good uh he's just he's just he's you know just it just happens like you know sometimes Racers just don't mm-hmm. go how you want them to go. That's that's RC. Yeah. Uh, good to see young Jermaine Robinson uh, doing more racing. I believe they live in Texas now. Uh, I like Jermaine. I think he's gonna be. Re- I think he's gonna be a very good talent. Um, his dad and his family put a lot of work into him. And you know, it's unfortunate we didn't, you know we didn't get to see Ryan Mayfield and Tanner Denny. Yeah. Man, I just have to say, Tanner Denny is very impressive too. I have to give him more credit because. Yeah. For, yeah. for a part-time racer who probably, you know, had a good first half and then, you know, uh, the second half of his year, he hasn't raced as much. He is, he's really good. Like, you know what I mean? He, he is really yeah. a good yeah. eight-scale racer. And I, I would like I to think, see him do this for a living. Yeah. The, the, the thing, though, is, like, for some people, it's almost better to do it part-time than full-time. I don't know if Danny is one of those. But he could be because some people like Neil Craig. When they put, yeah, Craig is one of those guys who like. I I think he would have not done much better if he did it full time. Right. I like that. I I would say that like because some people are like when you start doing something too much, you start to overthink and you start to do stuff that really doesn't help you and you kind of shoot your shoot yourself in the leg in a sense. Not everyone is that way. I'm not say I'm not saying Neil is that way. But for some people, it just works better when you have a normal life and then you have your RC life. It's still fun. And you just get you clear, you clear your head. It stays fun, and uh, you really enjoy it. And you put everything you have into those times that you do RC. And Danny could be one of those guys, and that's why. Because to me, it looks like he's been getting better all the time when he moved away from doing RC a lot. So, yeah, Maybe. he could be one of those guys, but hard to say. Maybe, but yeah. All in all, I'm happy. Uh, I'm happy we got to see this race. You know, after a disappointing Buckingham yeah. where we couldn't really see it, and then you know we really couldn't recap it. I geeked out yeah. on it. Like obviously, obviously, obviously Land, there was the weather issues and all that, that too, which made that it more well. difficult. That as well. But yeah, I, I I can totally agree with that. I, I'm <laughs> super happy for the for the Shawas family because I know that this is a big race for them, and like they they honestly do this out of the kindness of their heart. Like they're just a great like I love like like they're just really nice people like and and like Tim Tim Lime says this he says this is a party where a race breaks out and and yeah. that's fine I'm happy with that we know that's and that's that's probably why this yeah. gets the people and there. that this is this is what I feel about like the beauty contest in Europe is mm-hmm. exactly like that everyone's having fun it's a good time and then you go out there and race and it's still a competitive race but. The atmosphere is just so great. Yeah. Uh, that like Bitcoin Contest, they did it the best time that I've seen at any race. It's just like it's so fun to be just to be out there. You know, it looks fun. Looks like a lot of fun. 
Yeah. So, so I, I'm happy for them, man. Um, I really, I really am. And and we need races like this. Although it's near the end of the year, and stuff like that. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So real quick, let's look at the future. Uh, we have a couple races coming up. It's it's Blue Ridge Nationals, but I don't think much of these guys are gonna go there. Blue Ridge is more like a local southeast big race for them. Really, it's still a good race, but just doesn't have this talent pool. That's Halloween, and then we have AMS, which is the grand finale of the year. And we're going to see all these guys race again. And that's what I can't wait for. But I wanted to touch on something, Max, uh, real quick before we, we get out of here. This has been, besides the fact that we didn't have the Euros come and there wasn't much Euro racing, this has probably been one of the best, most exciting seasons of eight-scale racing we have had in a long time. We've had, uh, dr- We've had drama. We've had, you know... Like, just imagine if this was an actual series. I know, like, Live RC is trying to do a point series with all their races and stuff like that. We did the NNRC Cup. But yeah. we actually had a, we had a series here, but it isn't a series. You, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, if this was a series and we had points in her, like, the penultimate, like, this would be the penultimate is the one before, right? Yeah. Right. So this is the penultimate, little bit, whatever. This is the penultimate. Penultimate, little uh, race before the final. You're the guy whose first language is English. I know, <laughs> I know. <me. laughs> but you know, like, just imagine if this was a series and it came down to AMS her at the end of the mm-hmm. year. Yeah. Just how exciting this would be. So I yeah. mean, we've had a series of racing here because most of these guys met each other. I mean, obviously, you know, like Tessman missed a few races and and Ma- and Mayfield, yeah, Mayfield missed but PNB. in general yeah, they have yeah, raced yeah. at every race this year and we, this is the closest we have come to actually having a freaking series in RC and for me I'll be honest with you it's been a totally exciting year the only thing missing yeah. was the Euro side yeah I, I definitely agree I think you bring up a good point here like this year thanks to COVID has made a lot more pros and, and like almost pros to attend more races like uh, almost everyone went to almost all the races because they had a, a sort of a gap year here. Mm-hmm. So now they this year has been like full on for everyone. And I think uh, that just brought out like the fact that RC is actually really cool and especially eight scale. Like it's, it's really cool and it's yeah. really nice to follow. And if we just like imagine like if all of this was done, mm-hmm. but with like all X put into one basket, people work together and like everything's planned out beforehand like this is actually something that's really cool to see yeah and uh i don't think this has happened this well beforehand so it's it's so shows a lot of promise for uh, years to come really yeah i agree let's imagine if this was like a world series or just a series american series and how cool it yeah all right um i think that wraps it up uh i just have a few more bills to pay you know thank you guys to high tech rc HiTech RCD is a lead in RC systems, delivering the highest performance and reliability, supported by a dedicated customer service personnel. They have some awesome servers with efficient brushless motors, titanium gears, low consumption, and constant output, and they rejuvenate, they regenerate uh, power back into your battery. The RDX2 Pro Charger, which I have in the back there, I'm putting it through its paces. I'm really enjoying it. Uh, it has a Bluetooth dongle. You can follow everything from your phone. It has a USB to charge your engine head, charge your phone. Really good piece of equipment. Trust in High Tech, your servo and charger headquarters. You can find their link in our written description or go to hightechrcd.com. Where to buy to find your nearest uh, retailer. 
Also, shout out to, you know, TNR Fuels because Nitrous the Glory here at the NNRC and what is a, a pod, uh, eight-scale fuel nitro podcast of auto fuel sponsor. And uh, TNR Fuels is the hottest nitro fuel in the market, owned and operated by Chris Nelson and his family, made by racers, for racers. Uh, TNR Fuels is currently available throughout the USA and is working on international distribution. For more information to get uh, TNR Fuels at your shop or in, in your possession, contact them at www.tnrfuels.com or contact Chris Nelson directly at chris at tnrfuels.com or find them on House of RC or Facebook. Max, thank you for your time. And uh, I got to say thank you to all the other sponsors. They are Mayako, obviously, SCRC, TechnoRC, BeachRC, Lugs, JQ Racing, uh, Donathan RC, Racecraft, JQ Threads, Papa Willies, RCGP, House of RC. Remember, everybody showing the sponsors some love, shows the podcast some love. Thank you to all you guys that uh, tune in and listen to us. We greatly appreciate it, man. Honestly, to me, when I get messages from people saying how much they, how much more they're into RC now because they've been listening to us and all that stuff, Max. That's one of the messages I got this week. Like, he goes, Keenan, you don't know. I've been into RC for 20-something years all my life. And you have you guys in the podcast have rejuvenated my, like, getting into it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what we're talking about. Yeah. And that's what this podcast was meant to do. And that's the biggest yeah. compliment that I can, that I feel that for me, that, and us, like, what we're doing. So... Yeah. And Thank now, like, we're bringing the community together with the Discord. So, yes, don't like, forget the Discord. Get people in there. Yeah, find new friends. Have fun with the new friends you find. And yeah. let's bring the RC community closer to each other. All right. Arrogant Max, you have a good weekend. <laughs> have a good time at your party. Uh, thank you, everybody. Thank you to the patrons of the NNRC. We can't do it without you guys. Thank you with the NNRC squad. Join that Discord ch uh, chat because we're in there. Um, you know what, Max? Nitro is the glory. E-Buggy pays the bills. Max and Lefty are out. Thank you for listening to the No Name RC Podcast. We greatly appreciate all the support and love from you, the listeners. Without all of you, none of this is possible. Special thanks to our patrons on Patreon. If you wish to support the podcast further, you can at patreon.com forward slash NNRC Podcast. As a patron, you will receive early releases, special content, and patron-only giveaways. Also, please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and our website, www.nnrcpodcast.com. Remember, Nitro is the glory, but e-buggy pays the bills. If you aren't having fun, it doesn't make sense. And if you ain't grinding, you're sliding lefty out. Nitro is the glory, Nitro is the glory, Nitro is the glory.